Hello, this is episode 2 of Snapdragon Duplex. It's the 5th of January 2021, so fuck 2020 forever. We are your hosts, the Monkey Man, Mikey Mac, and with me is the King of Cam, Randy Phil. How you doing, Randy? I'm good, Mikey. How's yourself, mate? Good, mate. Good. Uh, a bit fucking... Happy New Year. Yeah, you too, mate. Happy New Year. Uh, did you have a good one? Yeah, mate. Quiet one. How about yourself? I same. Just got smashed on Zoom doing games and quizzes and shit. Just hey, good New Year. Yeah, pretty much, aye. Looking like uh, it's going to last for a while now as well, so... Uh, have to make some yeah. more quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> more quizzes, more podcasts. Yeah, not too right. At least wrestling's still going. Yeah, that's the thing. Happy there. Yeah. So, Dynamite, what'd you make of the show overall? Um, It was... I thought it was a really good show. Good what they've put together. And uh, it was just like a... A good night for Brody for remembering him and like respecting his legacy and what he's left behind and what he's done for the company overall and like wrestling in general as well. No, I, it was I was absolutely impressed by just the scope of it. Like I think usually WWE are really good. Like they're bad at a lot of things, but they're really good at video packages when someone dies and uh so usually by I mean them putting a three minute video package together is insane and they're always amazing. But to last minute to make an entire show for him and the video package is just unbelievable yeah so i was really impressed by it um so uh the show opened with uh traditional ringing of the bells uh the whole roster standing on the stage i don't know about you but i was actually really impressed by the absolute size of the roster i've forgotten how many people they actually have on the roster it's it's almost like a wwe roster yeah it was massive huge and that's only like the people that they've got on the main show. I don't think there was many people from like the dark stuff there and like behind the scenes and all of that. So it's massive, bigger than what you expect as well. I know. It's um, but yeah, it was incredibly sad. Uh, I noticed that Miro was absolutely sobbing, and it was just hard to hold back tears, man, just watching that. But um, yeah, emotional. Yeah, incredibly sad start to an incredibly sad show. Yeah. After that, I think it was was it John Moxley's promo package. After that, yeah, yeah, they went straight into like a wee video package of John Moxley talking about Brody and his advice for him being a father and all of that stuff. That was pretty emotional stuff as well. Yeah, I found all the promo packages over the full thing. You kind of got the impression that he was a dad first and a wrestler second. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other impression I got off the Moxley thing is that we probably won't be seeing him on AW for a while. Uh, that was a well. They did advertise him for coming next week, but I don't know if that's just going to be another promo. I doubt they'll put him in a match or anything. I don't know if he's maybe got an injury of some sort that they're trying to keep quiet for now. Well, I don't know if you saw. Did you see any of Wrestle Kingdom? Um, I just saw a couple of highlights here and there, and I saw that he'd done another promo on that, didn't he? Yeah. So he's still the US champ for New Japan. And he cut a video promo quite similar to the one he did there, basically saying, uh, the winner of the next match will be facing me for the belt. I'm 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 coming back, basically. As soon as travel permits. So I don't know if that's his next uh if that's his next step, if that's the next plan for him is to go back to New Japan for a bit. They're uh, they've just announced that they're coming up with a US and UK T V deal, so I don't know if they're maybe gonna use them for promoting that. Ah, 
Did you think he'll be the face of the US show? Or? Might be. Some, I think they just released... No, they didn't release somebody that was Ring of Honor. But, um, yeah, I think they'll probably use him going forward to try and get him for the, the US market or US TV to promote it there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on that Ring of Honor released um, Marty Scurll. I think that's who you're talking Marty about. Marty Scurll, yeah. Because um, he's fucking tight with the Elite, isn't he? Was he not rumoured to be going to All Elite when it was first kicking off? Or he yeah, he was one of the big renewal? dudes in the Bullet Club. So he was like good mates of them all. And um, I think he just had a bit left in his contract with New Japan or something. But um, obviously that'll all be shit can now considering he is caught up in all the Me Too stuff. Or the web, yeah. web, whatever they called it. But um, yeah, so after that, I think it was, was it Matt Hardy in Private Party versus the Young Bucks and Colt Cabana? Yeah, that was it. Young Bucks and Colt Cabana against Matt Hardy in the private party. What were your thoughts? I enjoyed it. I like the way that they're trying to take Matt Hardy, like he's mentoring the private party, but he's starting to show a bit of sneaky side, starting to get a bit heelish with it when he was uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of it, when he was thinking about the chair and he kind of yeah. knocked him back with it. Like, nah, we're, we're not going there yet. <laughs> Yeah, I've got that written down as well. Yeah, there's a couple of good spots in the match as well, and you love Colt Cabana, don't you? You're a Colt Cabana guy. Oh, I'm a Colt. Me, me and Colt go way back. As in, I met him once at ICW. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I like I like. Is that when he had the? He was doing the run with Gredo. Yeah, that's right. Hi, they were doing the Iron Jew thing. <laughs> <laughs> Colt Cabana, it's yourself. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I've got a photo with Colt Cabana back when I was skinny, and uh, I keep showing it to Ross because Ross doesn't like him, and I keep going like, "You can't talk about that. That's my mate." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, nah, I'm I'm still not a hundred percent sold on Colt Cabana. I don't think he's just there to uh, to tease Punk to come back again. Do you think? Do you think they're mates again? After, because did CM Punk not sue him? I can't remember who sued who. One of them went for the other. Probably was. Punk going after Cabana, just for the sake of argument, but I don't think they're uh, they're on talking terms anyway. But Punk always says he'll come back to wrestling if he gets good money and he gets a good story, and you could easily write a good story between the two, and just fucking throw money at him and you'll be sorted. Well, I would love that. I'm not gonna lie. So, so what were your favourite spots in the the Young Bucks match then? Um, I liked the bit like with the chair. And then see the big finish with the indie taker and the Superman pin. Yeah. That, that just went so smooth. That was a good good finish, but in between, not really sure. I've not got any notes in between. Have you got anything? Mm-hmm. Um I had the Superman pin down as well. I absolutely loved the Superman pin. Um I've got a couple of things. The only thing I've got spot wise. I've got Nick Jackson did a cartwheel through the ropes and then did a moonsault off the apron onto Matt Hardy. Then he looked in the camera and shouted, "That's for you, Brody!" And I really liked that. I thought that was I thought was yeah. one of the spots of the night for me. Um, the only thing I've got down is that I absolutely love the Young Bucks theme song. It's just it just gets stuck in my head for fucking days after I watch it. Yeah. Do you got any favourite theme songs? Um, I do. I like uh, Cody's, but. I don't know what it is. I think it's just like the intro, the rest for it, but Cody's just pops me every time. Nah, I've not got much to say on the match itself. Right, well, I guess we move on. Um, 
after the match, the acclaimed came out and got absolutely buried. It was just a bit kind of like a house show as well. All I've written down was just kind of Baddy comes out, <laughs> Baddy gets smashed. Uh, so who was it? The acclaimed came out, did they? The acclaimed came out and they interrupted him. Yeah. And then SCU come out after it. Yeah, that's right, I but... Just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> did you see that the SCU, they done a promo on, what was it, the Britt Baker showed whatever she's got, saying the next match that they lose, they're going to split up. Right, okay. That's interesting. That was uh, uh that was uh, Daniels and Kazarian. Yeah, that's right. Is it yeah. Kazarian? Frankie Kazarian. Yeah. I always get him mixed up with the mindy guy for WWE Kazarni or whatever his <laughs> name was. <laughs> the ta- I always get their names mixed up. But uh, they two says if they lose the next match they lose that they're going to split up, so it'll be interesting to see if they stick to that or when it does happen. If they just go on like a right good winning streak for the next year or something, that that would be cool. And uh, even if they got the belts for, or like that was the last match, was the Young Bucks split them up or whatever? Then that's no, that's that's a cool concept. I like that. I wonder how long they'll run with it for. Yeah. Next match was Evil Uno and Stu Grayson and Lance Archer versus the Butcher, the Blade, and Eddie Kingston. So um, my first thing on that was Lance Harper came out. Sorry. Lance Archer came out in Luke Harper's gear with the sweaty vest and the jeans and all that and it was um, yeah. he looked he looked awful but it was a great tribute aye it did it looked it looked a right good part with with that uh, wee tribute dressed up as him mm-hmm. also the next thing I wrote was is to go back to what you said last episode was how massive he is and I, when he when he did that old school the walking across the ropes and then doing a moonsault it just looks amazing with how big he is. It's just crazy, isn't it? The size of him, and it looks smooth. Well, there was one, I can't remember who he done it on, but it was like maybe a year ago, and it just looked so dodgy. It looked as though he nearly killed his cell. I think he landed right awkward. I'll need to find it and send it to you, but it did look brutal. Before the match, I had that um, we Yeah, just before the match, Eddie Kingston... Cut a wee promo at the start, but um, it came out. It looked as though his mic wasn't working. He just grabbed the mic off Justin Roberts, and he was saying, mm-hmm. "We shout out to Brody Lee, miss him, all of that, and that without him, the Dark Order will be nothing." And I just liked that. It was like a wee bit of niceness, and then even though he's gone, Dark Order, these are nothing, and we're going to smashes. And that didn't happen anyway. Dark Order and Lance Archer whipped them. Yeah. That's cool. I actually missed that. I missed that, but that that's that's really good. I like that because I was about to say that he cut a pretty babyface promo before it, but then if he came out and said that, then that's a good way to kind of keep him in character. Yeah, that was a good one. So, what are you thinking of Eddie Kingston just now? I know, I know, you were a big fan when he first started. Uh, as was I. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still a fan. I'm just wondering what you're thinking. Ah, yeah, I'm loving Eddie Kingston, but I just I need to see what's happening with him and is he going one-on-one with Pac now, or is it going to be a three-and-three three with Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade against the Death Triangle? But I think... Um, did you watch the Being the Elite last night? The post Brody one, like the tribute? No, I missed that one. Like, um, Eddie Kingston done a backstage... I don't think it was a, a promo, but it was recorded anyway, and it was just like doing a speech to everybody backstage saying how they had a great night overall and how 
this isn't just a one and done that take that energy going forward and always remember Brody and all of that and he just had like such a good backstage like rapport or chemistry with everybody you could tell that a lot of them were looking up to him and seeing a lot with him so I think um, that's really got to take him up there with how mm-hmm. much people backstage are behind him and enjoying him that I reckon he'll be back in the main title picture soon or that'll reflect very positively for him that's good, man. It's good. It's good to hear. You kind of get the vibes that he's someone who's been around the block, and this is kind of his big break. But he, he, but he deserves it. If you know what I mean, he's worked towards this. It's not just something that's kind of fallen into his lap because they needed someone to fight Moxley. Yeah, he seems like really genuine with a lot of stuff that he's coming out with, which is good. Just a wholesome, genuine person. Mm. Yeah, who likes to smash people with barbed wire. <laughs> Aye, <laughs> but the start of the match. Oh. The big boot. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw that. Because um, I was checking Reddit a couple of days before and people were posting up all their uh, tributes and favourite parts of uh, Brody Lee, Luke Carper, like all his career. And that was one of the ones that I noticed stood out was uh, the start of the match. The ref was patting down his opponent and he just comes in with a vicious big boot over the referee. And mm-hmm. that was just, I really liked that as a, an opener for a match. It seemed really cool. Yeah, um, I think I mentioned it before, but um, talking of my favourite moments of Brody Lee, I went to WrestleMania 35, a few, a couple, well, what was that, last two years ago now, 2019, um, and he came back, that, that's, that's when he returned and he was in the Under the Giant Battle Memorial, and they didn't even make a big deal out of him coming back, which was typical, but uh, yeah, that was class, and, and that's probably going to be my favourite moment was just uh, seeing him come back, squaring up to Braun Strowman and thinking, oh, this is the one, this is going to be the time where they actually give him a run, give him some something to do properly, maybe him versus Braun, and then obviously it didn't happen. Yeah, I think he could have got a lot more. Cause, oh, I, I remember he got an Intercontinental title run back in WWE, but I, I think that he had a good few matches with Dolph Ziggler. But other than that, I can't mm-hmm. remember much other than his tag team runs, then his big return, and they had the... Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan versus the Bludgeon Brothers. That was that was yeah, a good one. But that. yeah, on the six man tag match, Butcher and Blade, they're just looking so so good now, aren't they? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. They they've, they've really come into their own. Do you reckon they'll be in the top five contenders for twenty twenty one's tag tag mat uh, tag belts? I think so. I think I'm trying to think who else they've even got in contention right now. So they've got they've got FTR. Um, You've got Death Triangle, which you said you thought they might get the tag belts as like a freebird rule kind of thing in the last episode. Yeah. Um, you've got the Young Bucks obviously got the belts. Um, you've got SCU. You've got the Acclaimed and Private Party, but Private Party are in the only thing with Matt Hardy. Yep. And TH2, so, they're in a tag match. I think it's TH2 and the Acclaimed versus Young Bucks and SCU this week for Dynamite. Okay. I think that's what it is. I can't remember too good now. So you've got TH2 as well. They'll be up there. but And um, Inner Circle, you know they're going to be hanging about title pictures if they stick together for much longer. Yeah, no, that's that's a good shout. Uh, but yeah, I think that um, Butch and the Blade probably should be getting elevated. Especially because they've got the right mouthpiece for it now. I think that was the where, where they had the downfalls that they didn't really have the kind of charisma to really push them there. But I mean, with Eddie Kingston involved, it's just 
you know I mean? He can be their Heyman. Yeah. Um, no, I've not got any notes for the match. How about yourself? You got anything you want to comment on or talk about? Um, I love the finish. Uh, the fatality, which is Evil Uno and Stu Grayson's tag team finisher. Uh, it was like an yeah. elevated natural selection. I thought that was a really cool tag finisher because you don't really see Evil Uno in the ring that much. So it's, it was nice to see that. After the match, we've got Jake the Snake uh, hitting Eddie with a clothesline, which was pretty funny. Yeah, and, uh, Chris that when they all just uh, they all started ganging up on Eddie. Yeah, and Jake the Snake smacks him, and then Jericho starts jizzing himself, going absolutely nuts. Yeah, <laughs> well, I did. I did see yesterday. In fact, FTR. See their move, the Goodnight Express. Mm-hmm. They contacted um, yep. Brody Lee's wife, Amanda, I think it was, and uh, they were going to change that name of the Goodnight mm-hmm. Express to Big Rig in memory of Brody, which is pretty cool. Right, okay. I'm not sure if Big Rig might have been his indie name or if it was a nickname or what, but yeah, that's uh, if you hear that for the move, that's where that's came from. Right, that's interesting, because I was going to ask you later on, when we were talking about the women's match, uh, Britt Baker came out and cut a promo and said, it's all a big rig, and then looked at this guy and winked, and I was wondering what's that all about, but that explains it. Yeah, it must have been his indie name, maybe, or a nickname, I'm not sure. I think so, next thing we had was, uh, was it Darby Allen's tribute video, uh, where he talked about Brody Lee, saying that Brody Lee didn't come with an ego he came to try and get everyone over basically yeah um which ties into a story i heard about him where he said uh when he joined aw he asked to be the leader of the dark order because he didn't want to come in and like just run run train on everyone and not get anyone over he wanted to come in and elevate all the dark order guys as he was a beast do you know what i mean (laughs) yeah which is pretty cool. It's I think it's worked because um, Dark Order, I was really losing interest in them before they announced that it was going to be, mm-hmm. or until Brody Lee did show up because they were talking about it maybe being Matt Hardy and teasing this and that. I thought, right, that might be cool, but nah, he just absolutely blew it away with his performance and what he'd done for them and all the guys there. You're interested in them now. You want mm-hmm. to see how they yeah, definitely, go, definitely go forward that. now. Um, yeah, it was just a really, really touching tribute video again. It just kind of shows how well loved he was. It's interesting to see that kind of. I don't want to say like the difference in people, but the I guess the difference in experience of people who are coming out saying he really, really inspired them. You got Moxley, who's obviously been at the yeah. top level of the top company. You've got Eddie Kingston, who's a massive indie name. Who this is kind of his first TV run, as far as I know. Uh, and then you've got Darby Allen, who's kind of new to the game, and how he ex- inspired all these different people in different ways. So it's quite, yeah, it's quite interesting. Again, it's really sad just hearing all this stuff. Yeah. I guess next on the card was Hangman Adam Page, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver versus MGF and Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Um, I'll let you start on this one, ma'am. What are your thoughts? Uh, I liked the match. I liked the mm-hmm. John Silver came out in his little Brody Lee um, mock attire or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's what he had made for being the elite. A couple of episodes had done that, and uh, so he wore that. And then they started the match with the papers paying tribute again. 
and yeah, that was a good one. And they got uh, Brody Jr. involved in it with a kendo stick, but uh, leathered um, MGF with it. Who was it? Was it yourself or was it Ross? That posted it on the chat about um, his tweet. <laughs> 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 oh my! What did these tweets say? Like f that kid um, or something? It was Ross, yeah, Ross showed us this tweet. Jeff <laughs> after the match saying "fuck that kid." <laughs> he just can't turn it off, can he? It's just uh. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. MJF is a he's a delight. Even though he doesn't want to be a delight, he's he just he lives the gimmick. He is an absolute cunt's cunt, isn't he? Uh, he's just always on. Always on, and it's is that kind of classic, like Undertaker only doing interviews as the Undertaker, always being the Undertaker every time you met him and all the rest of it. That living the gimmick, like you just said, yeah. and MGF's got that old school thing in spades, and it's just because you, you got to think that that must have been tough for him to even write that tweet and send it. He must have been thinking this is a bit too far, and then just sent it anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you do have to respect him for being that much of a cunt. Yeah. There was a good one. It was um, I think it was like a couple of years ago. Whenever Ollie was just, just on TV, just taking off, and they were doing like a, a paid um, autograph session mm-hmm. for all their superstars or whatever. It might have been the Jericho Cruise or something. It was like um, name your price for what people pay you to get your autograph in a picture, mm-hmm. and and he um. I think, let's say for argument's sake, Jericho was the top one at $100 per autograph. Yeah. MJF went and said, right, I'm $101 because <laughs> I just want to be the most expensive guy. So he just <laughs> went out. Like, I don't think anybody really recognised who he was at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, who's this guy? Like, a nobody. And he just wants to charge the most <laughs> to say. And it, it was just brilliant. It's like total character for him. Uh, it's, it's, you can't you've got to love it it's like you can't you can't you, you, you can fault what he's doing but like it's like that time he took the picture with the was it the, the, the was it the kid or was it the disabled guy and he's like he's got the middle finger up right in the face <laughs> he's flipping him off as well <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh it's great do you got any other moments in the match I mean there's one massive moment towards the end the end that you haven't mentioned yet I can't remember what it was but I, I enjoyed the match, mm-hmm. but what's your what's your uh, point you've got for it? Right, so I've got a few. This was actually this was actually my favorite match of the night. This might actually be one of my favorite matches uh, of of AEW. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I spent the whole time just just I was struggling to take notes. I was just sitting enjoying it. I had to like watch it again to take notes. Yeah. Um, so MGF coming out in the proud and powerful gear with the Puerto Rico, the Puerto Rico trunks and the bandana on, dressed like a thug, got me laughing. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, throwing the paper was great. Um, MGF being such a cunt, uh, screaming at Brody Junior, getting hit with a kendo stick. Yeah. So um, John Silver, I've just written who the fuck knew that John Silver could go. <laughs> I couldn't believe how good he was. He did a. A Canadian destroyer that was actually believable to watch, which I don't know how anyone's ever done that. Um, and then did, and then followed it up with a Topi Suicida, and I was like, those are two spots that are so overdone, but the way he done it actually made it look like yeah. it was real fighting, which was strange. And then the biggest moment of the night, in my opinion, was Eric Rowan just popping out of nowhere. 
Yeah, that was that popped me. It gave me shivers when it happened, man. I, I, and then he held up the sign, uh, saying that he'll catch him on the road. Uh, and he was crying, and it was just yeah, it yeah. was emotional. It was really, really emotional. Yeah, it was. It's really, really cool to see. It was someone that we mentioned last uh, episode actually about about asking what he's up to, uh, and then he just popped up, and I was just like, oh fucking hell! But it was someone that I hadn't really thought about that much until we were talking about him last episode. So I don't know if we Beetlejuiced him by saying his name <laughs> three times or whatever, but there he is. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was just emotional. You seen him in the ring, and he was holding back so much there. But nah, just you could just see the emotion in him there, greeting, love, well, yeah. On that, apparently he's not actually signed to the AW. Uh, it was just a one-off appearance. But you think the pop and the reaction that everyone got, and that kind of being like almost like the picture moment of the night, is uh, him holding up that sign and it being all over Reddit and uh, social media yeah. and stuff. You would think that Tony Khan's got to be thinking, look, this this might be worth signing him on. Even if not for like a full-time thing, do like a Matt Cardona deal, give him three matches, see how he gets on with the crowd or how he's getting on in the ring. Mm-hmm. You've seen him in WWE, you know that he can work. It's just uh, how he gets on with the yeah. crowd. And I reckon giving the, a bit more freedom than what he's used to, he might... Um, they might surprise a few people and I think they'll get a full contract if he gets the opportunity to prove himself. Yeah, well, I really hope so. I've always really liked him. Um, I think he was great, uh, the Wyatt family, Bludgeon Brothers. I actually thought some of the best work in his career was with Daniel Bryan. What about the spider? The, sp- the spider was shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. I can't, I can't defend oh, him. I didn't even know it was a spider until like five months down the line, did we? It was just a cage. <laughs> what did you think was in the cage before they revealed it? We, we thought it was going to be something. I thought it was going to be like a mirror or something. Something like really weird. <laughs> something that would make no sense, but now nah, they managed to fuck that up and just put a massive robot spider in it instead. Oh, it was so shit. It was so shit. How did they even... What happened to it again? Somebody just... Somebody smashed it. Crunched. Someone crunched it. Was it Drew? It might have been. It was someone who was a massive heel at the time and just came in and absolutely smashed it. And then uh, he was, like, crying. Was it Was it not on the Royal Rumble? I can't remember. I think it was the Royal Rumble. He came in and he put it down and someone booted it on the way out. So it couldn't have been Drew. Unless he did it on the way in. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I can't remember. The, the less but we I'd remember ra- about that, the better, I think. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember, and I'm happy not remembering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the... But, yeah, um, give, give him a chance, that's all I'm saying. Put him on mm-hmm. EW Dark even and get him working with some smaller guys, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely give him, a, give him a chance. Yeah. Because that run he did with Daniel Bryan when they were the vegan warriors or whatever... He was he was great at that. He was just wearing his own clothes and he was coming out and he was he just didn't have to say much and he was just smashing people and he was just there as like a big backup and kind of like yeah almost in a Wardlow kind of position when Wardlow first started and I was like that 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 suits him man he can get people over doing that so I do really hope they 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 bring him in yeah right so the next match on the card was the the women's tag team match it was Anna Jay and uh, Ty Conti. Versus Penelope Ford and Britt Baker. Uh, I don't know if you want to take the lead on this one as well, mate. Or do you want me to go? 
Um, I didn't really pay that much attention to it, but see that Tay Conte, Tai mm. Conte, I can't get her name. Don't know what it mm. is. It's like <laughs> I think it's Tai Conte. See why? Why would you have it to Tai Conte? And their name's T A Y. I would say Tay Conte. <laughs> but nah, I just every time that just fucks me up trying to get her name right. But I know. Um, that's. That was a shorter match, wasn't it? Uh, it didn't seem that long anyway. Yeah, it was quite short. Um, I actually think it was it, a decent match. It looked match. as though there was a couple of stiff hits at one point in it. Ooh. A couple of stiff shots in a corner. Mm-hmm. But, um, nah, every, everybody looked alright after it anyway. Coming out, going in. What was that? It was a submission finish, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. I don't know what it was if I was surprised or not but see Dark Order going over every match yeah like you would think going into it like right they, you probably would have a Dark Order winning every every one of their matches mm-hmm. just as like a, a nice wee extra or whatever but um, nah, it was just weird every match I was thinking right they must lose this one must lose this one but nah mm-hmm. clean clean sweep spoilers for uh, last match as well then <laughs> Uh, yeah that well it's a week old everybody will probably know what's happening yeah it's like it's like spoiling a movie from the 70s who cares Um, yeah all I've written is that it's actually a decent match which I was surprised Uh, not because the women on the roster aren't talented because I think they are really talented I just think that the booking of the of the division is crap for lack of a better term uh, I think it's really boring, and I haven't been invested in any storylines. Yeah, see, that's the weird thing. I I do like, I do like them, but there's just nothing making me want to watch the women's matches. But you've mm-hmm. got Britt Baker; she's really good. Um, Anna Jay; she's just like getting a bit more of a role with being in the Dark Order and maybe recruiting mm-hmm. women to join the Dark Order. That's what I think's happening with mm-hmm. Ty Conte. With her, recruiting her in. Um, Hikaru Shida, that's the women's champion just now, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. But I don't even know much about her. Um, mm. Who was who was the women's champ before that? That uh, was Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose, yeah, that's right. And now she's doing her thing with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, it's all it's all really disjointed. I don't like. I don't even know that many big women that you could get in to really push the women's division. Or because I think it was Kenny Omega that's either was in charge of it or he still is. Mm-hmm. But because he done a lot of stuff, where was he? New yeah. Japan was that his like big promotion yeah, before right. it all? So he's over in New Japan. He probably knows like a lot of good female wrestlers from over there, and that's how mm. we've got like the Hikaru Shida in. Like last year, there was a few women from over there coming in doing work, but you never really got to recognize them or know who they yeah. were. I reckon you need like an ex WWE or maybe Impact ODB, somebody yeah. like that. Eh? Um, on on that, I was reading somewhere and I don't know where. Uh, there was rumors that Jazz was going to show up. Jazz is on Impact just now. Ah, maybe that's where I read she was going to go. But um, before she appeared on Impact for this recent one, 
she put a tweet out saying that's her done, she's retired and then a week or two later she's on impact and I think she's in a tag tournament or something like that. Right, okay. But yeah, I'm not even sure like Ivory, do you think Ivory's still going? Well, I think she's fucking near enough retired now, but you reckon she could have one more good match in her? Yeah, maybe. I don't see why not. Because I think she was like the original. She was one of the women of Glow. Mm-hmm. So um, that might be like a good way to get some more people in. Like Ivory's coming back, having a big match. Maybe like a a tournament, a Royal Rumble or Queen of the Ring or something to challenge for the belt. Yeah. So give her something small, a Royal Rumble, a month or so of training, getting getting ring ready, shake off any rust. Mm-hmm. And then like a good title match to build the champion and get more eyes on it sort of thing. Yeah. Do you know, one idea I thought about was, what happened to Awesome Kong? Was she not in AW at the start, remember? I don't know if she's still on the payroll or what's going on, but she would be great for elevating it a bit. Awesome Kong, yeah, that's right. Was she the... Ah, uh, she was, wasn't she? Yeah, she was the, right. like the first pay-per-view, I think. Or maybe it was like the first um, women's Royal Rumble, Battle Royal thing. Is the... What is it they call it again? See the one that's like the cards... And if you're a heart, you come out. If you're a spade, you come out. And then you've got your joker yeah, at the end. Yeah, the Casino Battle Royal, is it? That's it, the Casino Battle Royale. That's yeah. what she was in, wasn't but, um, it? That was her big game. Um, yeah, it's... I kind of feel it's a wasted opportunity, in a way. Oh, no, wait, it was uh, Brandy brought her in, didn't she? As a Nightmare Collective, or... Mm. What uh, were they called again? I can't remember, but that no, didn't last very no. long, did it? Who, who was the one they were cutting hair? Was that Nyla Rose? Was that Awesome Kong? I think that was Awesome Kong. So I think that's uh, Brandy was carrying the scissors and you had Brandy, Awesome Kong and a third that's, one. That's right. And she was going about cutting everyone's hair off and then and then she just didn't show up one week and fuck knows where all the hair's gone. She made she made the wig and she fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> just she, collecting she, it, She right? got enough and uh, she made the wig She's gone down, she's sold it, and she's like, yeah, that's me made enough now, mate. <laughs> Done. Now, I've got it here. Um, Nightmare Collective was Brandy, Awesome Kong, Mel, and Luther. Can't remember who Mel was. Nah. Luther's Luther, the... he's a really weird one for me. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. Like, I'm, I'm not, but I, can, I think he's, like, been all over the place, all over the world fighting. Jericho loves him. I think he maybe goes back a few, a good few years with him, because that's who Jericho had for his, uh, was that his thirty years or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which I thought was a weird choice. And he wanted to fight Luther for some reason. Everybody was just scratching their head, like, really? <laughs> yeah, you could have. Well, you could have like a classic. Here, <laughs> maybe, maybe he just wanted an easy win or something. Yeah, maybe. Jink, Jink Luther even knew he was in the match. <laughs> <sighs> He's just dead uh, gleek, isn't he? Uh, it just it baffles me, but I don't know if maybe he's good at training and maybe that's why they've got him in to train people or character work or something, but see that point to his head and sticking his tongue out, that just that goes through me. <laughs> I just don't get it at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I- as soon as he does it, I'm just like, oh no, there's nothing between the eyes, is there? There's just nothing there. 
the final match then. Yeah, we've got um, <clears throat> Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and number 10 of the Dark Order versus Team Taz. And this was Brody Lee Jr.'s six man dream match where apparently he picked these people. And I yeah. was thinking, what fucking kid would pick Team Taz for anything? <laughs> Last picked. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he, he picked, the actual he last six pick cool- of the show, Team Taz, right? Fine, get in there. <laughs> he picked he picked um six cool people, and they're like, actually, we kind of need six, uh, three wankers for the other side. And he's like, oh well, those three are wankers. Pick them. Well, the other thing I'm thinking is, why is he going to pick Cody after he's fought his dad for so long? Dog collar <laughs> match. His dad <laughs> abused him. Like, I've got a dream match. I tell you what. I'll tell you what. Cody, let's get him in there. Maybe he wanted Team Taz to beat them. Maybe that's what it is, and he's raging with the result. Like, because yeah, Doc Brody Lee uh, in Orange Cassidy matches as well, didn't he? <laughs> For the belt. Yeah, you're right. And he probably just hates ten of the Dark Order. So Brody Junior's probably like, I tell you what, I hate Cody, hate Preston, hate Orange Cassidy. Who's the three baddest bastards in AEW right now? Team Taz. I'll stick Who's them got- in there with Team Taz. I'll get my revenge. <laughs> like, biggest heel turn. The biggest heel turn of 2020 was Brody Lee Jr. And it backfired on him because fucking Cody just had to get the win again, didn't he? Oh, man, I think you're onto something. I think he like looked around and he's like, who's the biggest fucking roid head on the roster? Well, there's Brian Cage. Who <laughs> <laughs> looks like a gorilla in a human suit. We'll put him in the match. You can't even um, get in the locker room for all the fucking steroids. <laughs> the only man who has to walk in every door sideways to fit. No, it was a, that was a decent match. Yeah. I I thought it was a good match. I thought um, it 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 showed them all being good workers, and yeah, I think that kind of just showed that they were all pretty solid in the ring. Really, I don't think there was any weak spots there. Yeah. Um, I don't have any spots written down but I did enjoy it I didn't take my eyes off the screen so that's good just the classic Orange Cassidy going for the kicks was it? <clears throat> yeah which I mean going for I'll... the kicks and that backfired and I... <laughs> that was um, was that a picture in picture for you him him doing that are you watching on Fight TV? yeah do you get picture in picture on Fight TV? Um. Yeah, I think it does. Well, it doesn't give you a picture in picture. It just keeps playing, but you don't get the commentary, or you get less commentary, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because I I was watching it live, and it, um, so with the American adverts and all that, and it was just oh, it's just a nightmare. The picture. What are you picture. doing watching it live? I was going to say you you usually use something else for watching it, but I wasn't going to say in case you get a trap at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to say that either, am I? Was this a special <laughs> occasion, myself. was it? I was treating myself. <laughs> <laughs> might, might have to edit all this out. <laughs> Before the, mm. the police come round. It's all jokes. It's all jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it's alright, mate. We're at lockdown five now. They can't come round. <laughs> so, where are you from? What area do you stay in? Well, you can't come round here. <laughs> it's only allowed... Well, we're only... We've been... Now, we've already got two people in here, you can't come. <laughs> got two people in the dugs, mate, full capacity. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I've I've got nothing else to say about the match, man. I I, I enjoyed it and it was uh, it was it was cool. Um, was the Sting promo after this? I at the end of it, Sting had a face off with Taz after this match. No, Dar- Darby Allen and uh, Taz uh, Sting just showed up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so was I talking about this last week with you? Having a, a Sting and Taz cinematic, maybe? Yep, so I've written, Andy's probably right, is what I've written for my notes on that. <laughs> <laughs> won't, won't be many times we get that wrote down. And I, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just, I think uh, you're just, right. So, we had the video package after that, uh, which was really good. Uh, I... I always think they do really good jobs with video packages yeah uh, it was good to see it was strange because it was weird seeing Bray Wyatt and Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins on Dynamite that yeah. was really jarring um, <clears throat> but other than that it was, it was really good it was a good video reel uh, again really emotional um, just crazy to think that Brody's gone um and then, yeah, like you you were just about to talk about, you were going to talk about the emotional climax end of the show. So um, I'll let you, I'll let you tell us. Yeah, whenever uh, they bring the family back out. Yep. And then um, they've gave Brody Jr. the TNT Championship now. Mm-hmm. Did you follow that up online or anything? Have you seen that they're going to do a new design for the TNT belt? Uh, I was going to ask you what you thought they were going to do, but um, that's obviously what they're doing. Okay. I think I think I did see it somewhere that they've now they're coming up with a new design for the TNT belt, and uh, maybe not this week, maybe next week or the week after they should be debuting that for uh, Darby Allen. Cool, that's cool. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that because you remember when they first brought this TNT belt. The reactions that that got, yeah, uh, everyone thought it was shit, and how how much they were getting slagged because uh, whenever they first announced AEW, they were saying, "Oh, we're we're going to make the belts mean something," and the belts do mean something, but they said they're going to have nice designs, mm-hmm. and then they roll out this fucking belt. I can't remember what the very first design of it was because it wasn't finished because that's when, that's when everything kicked off with. Lockdowns and all of this carry on. Yeah, so the first design they couldn't get they couldn't get the belt. Yeah, that's right. The first design they couldn't put the gold plating on, so it was it was the same belt, but it was just silver plating. So it it looked uh, it looked unfinished. It looked pretty cheap. But that's the thing. It was silver plating, and then all they done was tarted it up a wee bit and changed the color, and it still looked the same with the daft TNT bang in the middle. Yeah, of it. I know, and the. And the red, I didn't like the red. But um, that's what they were getting slagged for, because they're like, oh, we're, we're not just going to slap 24-7, mm-hmm. like what the WWE done, we're not going to do 24-7, <laughs> we're just and then fucking, just TNT. Yeah, we're going to put a TV station on it. <clears throat> we're not, not going to put the name of the belt on it, we're just going to slap a TV logo on it instead. And <laughs> um, because we're not all about the money here, all the sponsors. I, I wonder how long they've got... Um, how long they've got the contract for TNT though? Oh, they um that is public information. I can just Google it really quick. Because what what would happen then if uh, if they did go to another network? Would they change the name of the belt, or would they make a new belt, or 
or does the champion stay on that network we just jump on a different <laughs> TV show <laughs> like, what the fuck's Darby Allen doing it's here like, it's like the great American Bake Off starring Darby Allen <laughs> <laughs> with special guest Sting <laughs> just showing up nowhere like who's this creep with the face paint <laughs> fucking smashing their cakes with a bat Oh. Um, so they've got the TN- they've got contract with TNT all the way through to twenty twenty three. So they've got ah, uh, so a couple of years at least. Not two years yet. Uh, so fair enough. Then keep keep the belt for two more years. Then we'll see what happens with it. <clears throat> I think that was the kind of them doing that thing with the TNT title was very much them being like, please keep us, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's worked. Like they, 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 they're always going on about it on their Twitter. Apparently, TNT. So, yeah, they're they're doing well anyway. I don't think they've well, they're fucking doing really good because they're getting good ratings, aren't they? They're beating NXT quite a lot of times. Then I yeah. think a couple of weeks ago they even beat Raw's viewership numbers. Wow, that's mental. Yeah, but then they're not going head against head. It will be the same people. Watching Raw, that's watching AEW. Mm-hmm. Just overall numbers are up, which is good. Yeah, no, that is good. It's good for wrestling, actually. It's good. Um, hopefully, it gives WWE a kick in the arse as well. Uh, a much needed kick up the arse. Yeah, um, but then again, if this week's anything to go by, that's not fucking happening. But um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> just quickly finish on Dynamite. Uh, like we said at the start, I thought it was an amazing tribute show. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the best tribute show I've seen in years. Um, and the fact that they did it all uh, so quickly. Apparently, Tony Khan was pulling all-nighters for the weekend before the show to get it written and ready yeah. and made. Uh, and he did. It just came all off his own back. So, I mean, it's pretty amazing to see. And it uh, gives me a lot of respect for Tony Khan. Yeah, he done a great job. Everybody on the show done a great job. Backstage mm-hmm. as well. Everybody, overall, fantastic. Can't can't fault it, given everything that's happened, all the circumstances. They've done well pulling together and putting on something that really meant a lot, you could see. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so that's us done with Dynamite for last week. Um don't know if you've got any predictions for this week at all. Well, I've got the matches here for this Wednesday. Have you got them? Uh, no, but uh, you can read them to me and I'll just... I've noted them down here. So we've got the AEW title match, Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, are we just going to do predictions? Got to expect Kenny to be winning that one, eh? Yeah, definitely. I, I'd definitely. like to maybe see something dodgy. Well, I reckon it will be a dodgy finish of some sort. Mm-hmm. But Kenny's walking out with the belt, no doubt about that. Aye, definitely. The return of John Moxley, but they've not said. Doubt it'll be a match. Do you think he'll show up in person, or do you think it'll be another promo? Um, I'm holding out for him showing up in person. Well, even if he's there in person, it could be a promo. I'm holding up for him in person. Yeah, that'd be yeah. that'd be a cool one. Well, you know, it would be cool to see if um, AEW try to work with other promotions for partnerships mm. and that. Who is it that mm. won or? Retained at the New Japan. Yeah, Kenta. Was it Wrestle Kingdom? Is it Ke- Kenta? Yeah, that's right. It's Kenta. Like, like he's the one that's supposed to be fighting Moxley next for the belt. Yeah, 
with this briefcase that he's got. Yeah, that's right. Kenta was WWE, wasn't he? Before he went back to New Japan. Yeah, he was in uh, NXT. He was. Um, I can't remember what his name was there. Hideo Itami. That's him. Hideo Itami, uh, aye. So it'd be cool if maybe he sends in a promo or something, like Moxley's talking on the mic, gets cut ah. off, and he's put a video package sent through. That would be really cool. And maybe that starts like um, New Japan having something happening in the US TV deal. Tune in, see what's mm-hmm. happening. No, that would that would be really cool. That would be really cool. It'd be an amazing shout if you're right. Aye, that that would be a far fetched one, but we can see. Um, um, nothing would make me happier than having to write. Uh, Andy was right again in my notes. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, other than Moxley's return, we've got AEW Women's Championship match, Hikaru Shida versus Abaddon. Um, I, to be honest, I hope Abaddon wins, just so we get something going. What do you think? Um, I think Hikaru Shida will keep the belt again, but Abaddon's another one that I've not really taken much interest in. She just freaks me out, just scares me, She's worse <laughs> than the boogeyman. Like, see if the boogeyman done his job right. And actually scared me. This is what it would have been. I'm, I'm, I'm still holding out. Uh, like I said last episode, that Hikaru Shido turn up as a zombie because she's got bitten by a zombie. So I'm really, I'm really hoping that happens. Yeah, like we said earlier, we've got the Young Bucks in SEU versus Acclaimed in TH2. Hopefully, that'll be the Young Bucks in SEU or SEU Nitty disband. Yeah, you would, you would be thinking. They're really good at protecting their champions, AEW, so you'd think that uh, it's not a title match, the Young Bucks will win. Yeah, you would think so, yeah. Um, oh, finally, we get Wardlow versus Hager. I don't know what they're going to do. I, th- I kind of feel they're going to go for a gimmicky draw kind of finish. What do you think? See, I, I really want to see this match, but Wardlow is still fairly new, like, mm-hmm. needs a bit of guidance. And Jake Hager, I don't know how he works in the ring as the lead, how how much he can take on sort of thing. So yeah. maybe they'll do like a two minutes something and then the inner circle gets in while you fighting, wrap it, and then we just get like a, a nothing and this will build up for like a few months down the line when there's a big implosion in the inner circle. No, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it would it would be interesting. I think that's what my uh, that's the one that's got me excited, and it probably shouldn't. It will be a massive letdown. <laughs> I, I, I just can't see it being a serious match. Nah, I think it's got to be. It's going to end. I I can see it ending as them hugging it out and calling it a draw. Hug it out, bitch. Because they've they've. They've settled the differences between MJF and Proud and Powerful, which was the big thing. Yeah. Uh, this is the other thing. So if they get this going, then it's going to be the only thing left in there is going to be Sammy Guevara and MJF not liking each other. And I think that's kind of what they're aiming for right now. And that might be the way to get Sammy out of the inner circle and give him a solo run. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be. Um, but I'm, but I'm excited for that. I mean, all the Inner Circle stuff is always entertaining, so... Oh, aye. And then the final match that I've got here, I think they call it like a showcase match or a showcase special or something. Okay. It's Cody Rhodes versus 
this isn't his name anymore. Matt Seidel, that's his name now, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. I've got Evan Bourne wrote down here because you just see the <laughs> face and you're like, Evan Bourne, that's him. Yeah, hope, hopefully it gives him a chance to actually get himself over uh, and not slip off the top rope again. But this will be the one where Cody plays more towards the heel side, I think. Think so. And like, just see when you're watching it, just like try and keep that in your mind for the entrance. And I'll bet you he brings everybody out for the entrance. He'll probably bring Brandy out and they'll be like touching her stomach and that for the, the baby and try to like make this big point about it. And he'll just come across as a dick though. Yeah. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I think you're right. But, um, it'll, it'll probably have brandy, QT, Dustin. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, the dog. He'll bring the dog out and all. Oh no, I think they're barred for bringing the dog out anymore oh, after shit. the fireworks situation. That's awful, man. Let's bring a dog out. Animals who are famous for being scared of fireworks, and we'll put them here with the pyro. Ah, uh, then they blamed the fucking pyro guy and got him sacked. What a heel. What are, you, what are you doing setting the fireworks off? Um, <laughs> what I get paid to do? Uh, what a heel. What an absolute heel. I bet you that was like their plan for the start to like get them a wee bit <laughs> of heel heat. Like, we'll sack the guy that was just doing his job. Hey, you see that guy's just trying to feed his family? Let's just fuck his whole life. That'll get his heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, cool. So so that's, that's a wrap for AEW yeah, then, eh? Uh, NXT, you've got a big special in this week as well, New Year's Evil. Uh, I saw an advert for it during Raw. Um, mm-hmm. On Raw, yeah. That's what just like flicked them heads, so I made a wee note of that. New Year's yeah. Evil on Wednesday, so that'll be a, The only match I noticed was the title match, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, who I really like. I really like Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, but that's got to be Finn Balor's all the way. Like, I, I hope they can keep plugging away a wee bit with the Undisputed Era because I think they're going to be closing that out mm-hmm. soon like breaking them up or something and I just hope that they save it for a crowd because that'll be like a big reaction yeah. either Adam Cole turning or maybe even Kyle Riley turning and taking uh, Bobby Fish and who's the other one? Roderick yeah. Strong taking the two away from, with him that'll be interesting to see do you think do you think the undisputed era will make it through 2021 Ooh. I think it's got to do they, they <clears> survived <throat> they survived the fucking corona I know they've survived corona and after all this um, I think that Vince will want them on the main roster as a group uh, that's like the dream that's what I would like to see mm-hmm. but I can't you need like a, you need a crowd and you need a big oh, event for it, and they're just it's it's a it's just got to be wasted if they do it for this Royal Rumble nah, maybe. I mean it's got I reckon I reckon Adam Cole will be in the Royal Rumble, but um I think that this is a Raw after WrestleMania kind of event them coming up, but I can't see it without a crowd. But then I guess they see the Thunderdome as a crowd, so I don't know. If you. Have you tried to go into that Thunderdome and apply for going on it? Um, I, I, I did go for it, but then I was too late for the application. Never since then, I've forgotten every time. 
I don't know what day you need to apply for it. Is it the day before? Yeah. Is it before that? I think I go on it like the night before or something. It's like, oh, all filled up for this week. I'm like, ah, forget it then. Yeah, Lost I'm, interest. Yeah, that was the same as me. If I'd got it that time by accident, I would have been dead keen, but... I can't imagine it being that good. I can imagine it being like being forced to watch Raw without being able to fast forward the shit bits. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd like to give it a, a shot and see how it goes, but see this applying a week before it, I'll, I'll never remember. No, it's the same as me, I'll always forget. Um, so we'll we just do a quick what happened on Raw without going through match by match. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, only, I've only got like a few notes for Raw. Um, uh, so... Yeah, we'll just go through it quickly, mate. It's up to you, if you want to start. Well, I was disappointed when Teddy Long came out and didn't announce an eight-man tag, but he wanted to put them against The Undertaker instead. <laughs> and then Undertaker that. wasn't even there. I know. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I, did, I did laugh. Going, I did they say they're going one-on-one? Used yeah, to are going one-on-one with The Undertaker yeah, player? He said, he said, used to are going one-on-one with The Undertaker. <laughs> I, was... I can't remember if that's what he said, but that's just like what I always remember. One on one with the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean that 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 brings me back to my favourite era ever of of SmackDown with the SmackDown Six, and oh, it was so good. So I'm always happy to see but, Teddy Long. You remember AJ Styles' big pal? Yes. Um. They've changed the way they say his name now and it's really thrown me off. How do they used to say it? I think it was Omos. Mm-hmm. Something like that, but now they're going, Umas. Are they? Yeah, like, they made a point of saying it 20 times last night, Umas, and I'm like, what? Umas. How, how did you used to say his name? I can't remember. I think Omos. it was Omos yeah, or something like Omos. that, but they're going Umas now and it's freaking me out. No. <laughs> It's just going to be like the whole Ty Conti situation again. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm just never going to get it right. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't get it because it was almost before it's spelt O M O S. So, but then again, maybe that's how that's pronounced. I've got a list of all the legends that I noted, but there was just okay. some weird things. Like, did you see the Mark Mark Henry's appearance? Yeah, he's obviously and he was kicking about on a scooter. Uh huh. Yeah. It was one of those uh, injury scooters, was... wasn't it? One of the ones where you like rest your leg on so that you yeah. can just kind of poke about on it. Do you reckon he's actually got something or do you think that was just like a wee put this on so it looks as though you've got a reason not to go fighting Randy Orton? Hmm. I would probably think he's got something. I would think he's got something because I can't see Mark Henry turning down the opportunity to, to sell a RKO or whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the other thing was they kept announcing Carlito to show up, and I never seen him. <clears throat> so I know, but what happened there? He got stuck in traffic. Believe it or not, him and um, someone else was supposed to appear, and he 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 couldn't make it. Basically, there was someone with LA traffic. Was it LA? No, it's not LA. It's Florida, is it? I don't I don't I don't know where they are. I don't know where the Thunderdome is. Pass, pass. America. It's in yeah. old America Shire. Ah, <laughs> uh, so he he couldn't make it then. He couldn't he couldn't make it because of traffic, which is which is shy. I do like Carlito a lot. He's he's it, one of my boys. It was ballsy for them to bring Hulk Hogan back. It was smart <clears> because <throat> they can just uh, they can 
chime in all the cheers. Yeah, I know, but because if they put him there on a live show, booed. he would have got booed out of there. I know. Well, I've like so. So he's one of the only few people I've written notes about, right? So, as you know, he he doesn't get Hulk, he doesn't get called Hulk Hogan in this house. He's known as Big Racist Terry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got um. Uh, he came up to Drew McIntyre and he was trying to have crack with Drew McIntyre and get him over. But Hulk Hogan's way of getting someone over is making them say his catchphrases back to him in typical Big Racist Terry fashion. See, I don't know who I cringed at more there because I've, I've, I can't warm to Drew anymore. I, I liked him when he came back as the heel and he was working with Dolph and that, but see, now that he's a face and he's put on this dodgy American-Scottish accent, it's just freaking me out. And I know, it, it, it freaks me I, out as well. Drew McIntyre. Uh, yeah, I know you. <clears throat> um, McIntyre. <laughs> Got a bit of the Mel Gibsons. <clears throat> but, um... So, uh, Big Racist Terry said, Drew, you remind me of me, dude. And I was thinking, he reminds you of a racist, politicking, sun-damaged old cunt. That's what I've written down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whenever he says you remind me of me, like, just racist and fighting me, people. (laughs) Just awful. Just an awful human being. Sign at me, AEW. Put him in WO, (laughs) then that'll remind him. Uh... Yeah, oh, so I wait, mean, I, I did have uh, one good note here that I'm going to make for uh, see the Riddle Bobby Lashley match. Yeah. See, uh, Riddle tapped and then he pinned him. Mm-hmm. He tapped, referee didn't see it, so he got the pin on him. Yeah. He should call that the Brawl Up. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. You should copyright that, that quickly. That is a good. Beat him with the brawl up. Yeah, I beat him yeah. with a brawl up. Yeah, like. Ah, uh, they've already beat me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing I'm gonna say, actually, no, no, we're talking about that now, so we'll talk about that. Um, on the heart business, I was gonna say that I yeah love the heart business. I think they're great as a gimmick. I think MVP's doing some of the best mic work of his career. <clears throat> I think Bobby Lashley. Has finally found his footing since he's come back, um, and I think that the only thing that they're doing wrong now is what's going on with the Shelton Benjamin, um, Cedric Alexander stuff. What's going on there? Why? Why are they splitting them? Ah, up, they're basically? like uh, giving them a wee bit of uh, ego complex or something now that he's getting the wins in. But like, I, th- I, I, the thing that hacks me off is that when they get a actual good, they're, they're so quick to make stables, and most of the stables are just thrown together shite. And this one actually comes through quite naturally. It feels real, and you're trying to break it up. It's just classic Vince booking. It just makes no sense. Yeah. I think they should have put Ricochet in the mix when they had the chance. Uh, uh, they, they had a match, didn't they? If you lose, you join, and then they got mm-hmm. a wee Snyder of a win. Ah, uh, that's when they done the Eddie finish with the chair, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that was a good finish, but now Ricochet's just like floating about as they go to join, um, who's it's, what's the other stable called? Retribution. Retribution, yeah. So so he went for fighting Heart Business week after week, not joining them, mm-hmm. and now he's just doing the same thing with Retribution. It's such a shame, because he's, he's such but a good wrestler. I think he, he could have a good matches with Ali. I don't know yeah. if they did fight in 205 Live or NXT they probably did out in the indies but they could mm-hmm. have some good stuff 
Ah, there'd be but there'd be a lot of destroyers and Spanish flies in that fight. Whenever I was um, having a look through the internet last week, I think I did notice he might be one of the ones whose contracts are coming up to an end very soon. Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> so maybe that's why they're not doing anything too much with him just now. And he might be just getting fed up with it anyway and wanting to patch WWE if there's got to be other options there. Especially considering they would treat him better. Yeah. Lighter schedules probably. Well, I wonder how good the schedule is for WWE now that they're only actually doing one a week for each show. I guess right now it would be really good, but I think you'd have to look in the long term with the fact that as soon as they can, they'll be touring again. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think a few months ago they were talking about it and they're getting enough good money for the TV deals that they were talking about maybe scrapping the every night thing, but still once a week. Their, mon- uh, their Raws and their Smackdowns, they'll travel, but mm-hmm. it'll still only be one show a week. That would be good. Rather than all the house shows, but if you been to any like the WWE house shows when they were in the UK? Yeah, I've been to a couple in the was it the Hydro was the last ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I've... that was the last one, but the the house shows are good. You get good laughing, good entertainment and it's stuff that you don't see on the TV because they've got it all like wrote down to a T. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the house show they get a bit of freedom, flexibility the last one that I went to, Shelton Benjamin and R Truth were fighting. And Shelton Benjamin was on the mic and he was just doing some really good stuff, but you don't see that on the TV. I don't know if it's maybe a nerves thing mm-hmm. or he's got too much pressure to try and meet the times or whatever, but he's he's really good. He's fun to see live. Yeah. No, no, I don't. I agree. It's always... And and you always get spots and stuff that Vince would just never allow on telly. People just doing really silly stuff. Yeah. That well, like... Vince allows some weird stuff on telly, remember? He's, he's a strange fish. Strange. Yeah, he's maybe the strangest man to ever exist. Oh, have you have you heard that they're doing a Netflix documentary series about him? No, nah, I've not seen it. I um, just one a few years ago. No, it's... it's um. I think it's still in production right now. It's not actually. It's not. There's no trailers or anything for it. But there's one coming out on Netflix. Um, WWE are helping them with it. I don't know how much they're helping them. Hopefully, they're just providing them footage and Netflix are doing it themselves, so we can actually hear how much of a bastard he is. That's a weird one. You think like WWE would just do it themselves and stick it on the network, unless Netflix are paying them a good amount of money for it. I I imagine Netflix will be paying through the nose for it. I think, I think Vince. Oh, I mean, surely you have to look at that and go, well, we're going to get a massive audience doing it through Netflix. Do you know what I mean? Then you're, you're going to get some mainstream people maybe coming back to wrestling because of it. So so the last thing that I've got here then, have you got anything before the main event? Uh, just one. Um, just about how Shayna Baszler's gone from being one of the most legit wrestlers in the world to losing to Dana Brooke in her series. And that's shite. That is shite. <laughs> <laughs> just every time she comes on the telly now, I'm just like, oh, Shayna, what have they done to you, man? I I really liked Dana Brooke, and is that I think she had a thing with Batista a year ago or so, a year or two ago, and uh, she was tweeting at him, and she got really over for a few months, and then just like back down to the bottom again. 
I think they're going out, aren't they? Are they are they not still going out? Are they going out now? I think they were going out. I don't know if they were going out, but I think it was like, oh, I've got a personal gym, come check it out. <laughs> don't mind if I do. <laughs> but uh, I wonder if maybe they're keeping her sweet to maybe get Batista back, but... If, now he yeah, got maybe. his retirement match, didn't he? Triple H was his retirement match. Mm-hmm. So he says, but that's what they all say. They'll yeah, come back so for a wee bit of cash. Yeah, yeah, no, he probably would. Um, I mean, the Saudi Arabia money might get him there. Uh, not apparently, Dana Brooke has gone out with an MMA fighter now. Did you notice the backstage segment with Ric Flair and Randy Orton? Yeah. And uh, Ric Flair was talking to Molly Holly and another guy. I didn't see who the other guy was. Who was it? I think it was IRS. Was it? Yeah, that's uh, Bray Wyatt's dad, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, no, I'm right. pretty sure it is, yeah. But So, like, they three were talking, and Randy Orton comes into the picture, and he just he stares at IRS, and he just gives him this right funny look, but they don't really mention anything. And IRS just gets a bit shifty and walks off camera. I just thought, that's like a cool wee, <laughs> if you know, you know sort of thing. That's such a good Easter egg, man. I, I I I didn't pick up on that, but that is quality. That's really good. Yeah. So, if you if you've got a catch up, <clears throat> see if you notice that again. Yeah, I'll get I'll get my catch up on that. Um, Aye. Right. So on you go, mate. Let's talk about the main event. I liked the match. Um, I was I was had a couple of drinks last night when I was watching it, and mm. I, I got to the main event, and I decided I'll go on Twitch for a bit. Yeah. So I was playing Fall Guys on Twitch whilst watching the wrestling, mm-hmm. but I, I fucked up my audios and you could hear like all the commentary coming through my Twitch stream. <laughs> but uh, I went up to bed after after the show and the girlfriend was still awake and I says mm-hmm. there I was just on Twitch for a wee half hour there and she went oh let me see and I put it on and you could just hear like Michael Cole and Samoa Joe. No, it wasn't even Michael Cole, isn't it? Not Samoa Joe and the wrestling one commentary and I'm like. Ah oh, shit! I'm going to I'm going to get done here. <laughs> get so I had to like copyright. jump back on. I, I had to get back on my Twitch and I delete it before before <laughs> I got more than three views. Oh, that's so funny! Oh, that is so but, funny, um, man. Nah, it was it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I, mm-hmm. I thought oh, it's going to be a rubbish match. I I hoped Keith Lee would have won it just because I'm sick of Drew now. Yeah, but um, nah, it was a good match. All right, finish. And then after the matches, where the big talking point is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the only point I've got from the match is another fucking Spanish fly. But um, the difference being that it's actually uh, cool Keith, to see two Keith massive Lee's people on a doing massive it. Spanish fly, yeah. Aye, so it was cool, but it, but again, it's like what we said last episode. It's who who does that hurt? <laughs> but but that one was cool. I mean, it's yeah. it's good seeing massive people do stuff like that where they have no right doing it. Uh. And Keith Lee just keeps amazing me by doing stuff like that. So that's that was cool. It was a Spanish fly I enjoyed. And uh yeah, then we had Yeah. the aftermath. Big bastard Billy G, he's back. The Goldberg. Back for yeah. more. Who's next? Who's next? I I kinda hoped nobody was gonna be next. <laughs> it was it was just it. But, uh, Who's next? Nah. Hope, hopefully it, retirement, mate, that's what's next. But I. <laughs> at this point you're like why Why is he coming in like he could have a good match see the SummerSlam that he done with Dolph Ziggler yeah that was that was a fun match mm-hmm. even though it was a nothing 
and then I came back and got the was it the Universal or the WWE belt? Un, I think he's only had the Universal. It was the Universal, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was the Universal, I think, because um, he got that. Then he lost it at WrestleMania, and yeah. now he's back to fight Drew at Royal Rumble, and you just you can't see Goldberg winning this at Royal Rumble, can you? No, I mean the only, the only option is he wins it at Rumble. And then someone else wins the Rumble to beat Goldberg for the title, but I'm just like, I don't want to see it. I just don't. I'm just not here for it. Nah, I'm not interested. <clears throat> I'd rather have had somebody else fighting at Royal Rumble and losing rather than Goldberg coming out and losing. Yeah. Like like somebody that is full time, even if it's like a daft rematch. Hmm. Like <clears throat> who? I would have I would have taken Keith Lee. You could have you could have had a Seamus one, Seamus Drew. Yeah, that would yeah, have been good. Keith. That would have been good. I mean Or a Seamus Keith Lee Drew triple threat. That would have been great, actually. Had that Unless they're maybe saving <clears throat> Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean the the only, the only thing I've got written about uh, They could have done see if you'd done your Royal Rumble as the main event. Yeah. You could have had Drew versus Seamus versus Keith Lee in a triple threat mm-hmm. and whoever doesn't take the pin gets put in the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. <clears throat> so whoever gets pinned... That would have been a decent way to work it, but... Isn't isn't allowed to join the Royal Rumble, but whoever doesn't can, can join and they get given whatever number. Yeah, whoever doesn't lose gets put in the Rumble. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> now, would I'd... you make that like a... Would you make it like an upfront thing? Like that's the stipulation of the match, so everyone knows that they're going to be in the rumble. I announce it beforehand so that you you decide, or you kind of play the match out with a bit of tactics. <clears throat> um, yeah, you know you're not going to win, so you smash the other guy and let him take the pin for so you can get in the rumble. Aye, all right, aye, because then that could be like a a shameless heel turn, couldn't it? Does he go in and break up a pin mm. to save the match? Or does he does he hold yeah. back and say, right, well, Keith Lee's getting pinned here. Drew can win the belt, Keith Lee can get pinned. At least I'm going to the Rumble and I get another chance. And I'm semi fresh. Yeah, really like semi fresh for the Rumble rather than keeping this match going and taking Moria beaten. Yeah. No, no, that's good. I like that a lot. That could have been that could have been a cool way, yeah. Uh... Yeah. But instead we've got Goldberg. But... <clears throat> yeah, but we've got Goldberg. Uh so as Vincent Mann says, you don't like what you think you like. You like what I tell you to like. So um, <laughs> that's what we like is Goldberg <laughs> in 2021. Fucking 54-year-old Goldberg. Um, <clears throat> did you notice that he'd cut his big baldy head again on the wall or whatever uh, he does? Like he, he had he had the cut where he, where he usually headbutts the door. Yeah, that was brutal, that one. It's like, oh, yeah, the bad one was the Saudi Arabia one against Taker. That was the one where he was obviously concussed when he came to the ring yeah I I watched that match once I don't think I've ever went back and watched it again I don't think I could do that to myself no I couldn't I couldn't I've already thought they were both dead once <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, right well I mean the last thing last I mean I guess we can do this quickly uh, Royal Rumble who's winning both the Rumbles what do you think I think Daniel Bryan will win the men's just because he's made a point of saying he's never won 
anything like a battle royal or a rum royal rumble in his career, and then that will just lead mm-hmm. up to uh, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, which I think has been on the cards for a while. Yep. But I think Daniel Bryan has signed a new contract saying that he's actual part time. Mm-hmm. So that's like the only way maybe that's playing on my head saying they might not get it. But Daniel Bryan for the men's and for the women's, I don't think they're really building anybody other than Charlotte Flair and maybe Shayna Baszler now. Mm-hmm. But maybe that'll go down to the final two again this year, Charlotte Flair and Baszler. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Shayna Baszler for the win. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, who you got? Uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, for the exact same reasons, and I think he's going to lose to Roman at WrestleMania. I think it's going to he's going to give him the best match of his career, and he's going to lose. And I think it will just solidify Reigns as just the ultimate dick. I, I, I don't know if he cheats to win or what he does, but yeah, I think that yeah. um, I think that's my my shout with it. And I think that Bianca Belair is going to win. I think it's going to be one of these ones, but it's a bit. You weren't expecting it. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that Charlotte and Shayna Baszler will be... Maybe maybe it's the last three years, them three, and because they've been teasing the Bianca Belair-Charlotte thing for ages, how they're both kind of cut from the same cloth, if you know what I mean. And uh, I think that would be a really good moment for her to throw Charlotte out to win. I think that would really, really put her over. Yeah. And I'll have the same vibes as Drew winning last yeah, that'd year. that would be a good shout. <clears throat> so, um... I've I've put a I've put a double on that as well for Daniel Bryan and Bianca to win. Um, but I mean SmackDown taking both wins. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the one thing I thought. I thought either that or uh, but even then they could both take the wins, but they could jump brand, can't you? Yeah, you can. Yeah, and um, but, um nah, I can't see <clears throat> Daniel Bryan jumping to Raw for it. No, but I can see I can see Bianca versus Sasha Banks. WrestleMania easily. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, they've been teasing that, so I think I think that'll be good. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, I think. I mean, my heart is screaming Edge. <clears throat> oh, uh, Edge is he's due for a return at the Royal yeah, Rumble, isn't he? I think he might return to just put out Randy Orton, and it'll be them two having the last match uh, at Mania. Well, no, Orton won't be able to fight, will he? Because he'll he'll probably yeah. be fighting Bray Wyatt, who'll murder him. So maybe he won't be in the Rumble. Oh, Jane Corton could win the nah. Rumble. After all this nah, fiend carry on, surely not. I mean, they, he won it. He won it a few years ago, didn't he? <laughs> you just you're disliking <sighs> Rotten, aren't you? I've never really been a big Randy Orton fan. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. He wanted to go on and fight Bray Wyatt, didn't he? Yeah, and that's yeah. That was a weird one. Is that the one you went to? No, that that was the year before. The one I went to was uh, Seth Rollins had won the Rumble and he beat Brock Lesnar in the opening match. Ah, uh, yeah. When they said he's a. Uh, He's not hanging about all night. Yeah. Big Racist Terry was at that one as well. My mate. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's that, I guess. But that was a good one, mate. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, that's the end of the episode. Um, you can find us on Instagram. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at Snapdragon Duplex. Uh, we're on Spotify iTunes, anywhere you get podcasts. I mean, if you're listening to this, you already know that. Yeah, wherever you were listening to this, <laughs> find more of us for there. Randy, how do we find you on Twitch? On Twitch, you can find me, Randy Phil. That's Randy Phil with two L's. Don't forget the extra L. 
two L's, Randy Phil. But if you want me on Twitter, it's Randy Phil, two Y's, two L's, because some gimps already <laughs> went and took Randy Phil with one eye. So it's just totally fucked up my whole uh, my whole plan. For, to Randy Phil. Fuck it. Randy Phil. <laughs> oh, it's Phil. two Y's. I thought two eyes. To Randy Phil. <laughs> um... Uh. So if uh, if Randy Phil, the other Randy Phil's listening to this, I'll buy Twitter off you, mate. You get your pint. I'll just uh, I'll I'll at him. Is it at Randy Phil? What's going on, mate? Geez, your Twitter handle. <laughs> Geez, the Addy. Um. So what are you playing on Twitch? Um, I'm working through Cyberpunk now. Finally, cool. I'm working on the Street Kid background. If you. What one did yeah. you go for when you started it off? Street Kid. I went Street Kid as well. Ah, uh, did you? Yeah. My first one was Nomad, then I tried the Crypto one, so now I'm working on Street Kid. I'm putting that through Twitch, but mm. also I'm uploading it all to YouTube if you want to find the backlog of it all whenever Twitch fucks it off in 14 days. <laughs> nice. So what's your YouTube then? Randy I, Phil? I think that's Randy Phil, but I don't know how many Ys, but it's always two else. <laughs> It's always two L's, and uh, always keep, two L's. Just gotta keep pressing Y until you get them. 